This is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus the Bard of the Outpost, coming to you live from Fairgo Blades at Penzig War in Cooper's Lake in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. So, otherwise known as Steeler Nation Striker when I dropped the brogue, I'm at the wrong training camp. I ended up going farther north with my brother, who's a bladesmith, having some fun up here at Fiergal Blades, having some fun at Penzig, my first time being here, and just having a blast playing music, drinking, merriment, fun, everything, getting to dress in odd stuff like this. And now we get to talk Steelers training camp, because fortunately I've been still keeping up for it. I'm glad you made this show, Miles. Good to see you, man. It is it has been a while, and of course, Michael Hall of Fame coming in hard. We are live! That's it, Michael Hall. Yep, let's go, Striker. Woo! Yeah, I'm psyched. I am psyched for camp. A lot of cool stuff going on. Interesting things. I'm, I don't know if you guys saw the podcast last week. It was a condensed show, but I noticed the snap counts out of our inside linebacker positions, and they were doing a lot of rotation with Devin Bush and Robert Spillane. Jack was kind of staying there on the field in the same spot, and those two were kind of rotating in and out. Now we've got a little bit more of a three-man rotation. Sometimes Jack's off the field and those two are on. But I thought it was really, really, really interesting that they're giving um, Jack – or sorry, that they're giving Spillane some first-team reps with Jack. So is there a competition now at inside linebacker? Is there something going on there? Are we not 100% sold on the ability of Devin Bush, which is the reason why we're getting all this rotation in there? Or do we just have three starting caliber inside linebackers? You guys tell me. That's the fun stuff as always. Love talking with you. Brian Davis, welcome back to the show. My man, Striker, how are you today? Always a pleasure to see you live. Well, I'm having a blast. I'm in full period garb. I'm wearing actually a, a what's it's called, a, a jerk over top of my tunic so uh, i'm in full period guard i'm wearing a kilt i've got my sporin i've got a new pair of leather boots i just got today just having a blast out here with all the people and uh love the people at fearful blades as well that's f-e-a-r-g-h-a-l blades that's online that's on facebook as well chris uh, farrell is here as well um awesome to be lending him his wi-fi his space for me to do the podcast so the show must go on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just having an absolute blast here, Brian. Good to hear from you myself as well there, man. Ciao, ciao, Dad. How are you, man? Tomlin mixing up a lot of positions and reps for this camp. Going to be interesting. Yeah, especially on like wide receiver, ciao, ciao. Like to me, it was really interesting before Claypool got banged up. We were seeing him at slot as opposed to his normal Z position. Because I assumed since Claypool was a starting Z, and we had DJ as the starting X that we'd be rotating all the rookies kind of into the slot to see who could kind of make it work out. They went full bore into Claypool being slot. They threw on um, pick, uh, not pick it, pick ends <laughs> coming in as the Z receiver on the outside. And he's making plays. And it's like the entire draft squad is lighting it up and that's something i wanted to talk to you guys about too like everybody from the draft squad is making a mark in this free agency and what who do we pick up this year obviously kenny pickett who's now rotating in with the twos i mean is that a big deal um from what we're reading alex kazora does his daily uh draft diary that's a must read makes you feel like you're not you're there when even when you're not that's over at steeler depot but Kenny Pickett getting some number two reads. He's saying that Rudolph is probably playing the best so far, but none of these other quarterbacks have got to go up against TJ Watt. And TJ Watt is just killing people. But we're still still hearing great stuff out of George Pickens, like I just said. Leal's making some big plays as well with the um, tight ends versus the offensive linemen. He's a uh, getting penetration in the backfield as well off of some snaps. 
Calvin Austin also showing his speed and athleticism, getting open quickly, getting showing the shift and getting downfield and taking a hit and keep on going as well. Uh, Connor Hayward, they're playing him just about everywhere. They're putting him at fullback. They're putting him at running back. They're putting him at slot receiver. They're putting him at tight end. I mean, this guy, and of course on special teams as well, this guy looks like he's got a nice inside shot of making this team just on how diverse he is position-wise. If we can utilize him in a lot of different spaces, that's the best shot of making this team here, rookie. And also Mark Robinson, man. I mean, we're, he's on third string right now at inside linebacker, but he is laying the wood. He is hitting with intensity. He's reading plays correctly coming downhill. And that's awesome to hear. The only person that we're not really hearing a whole lot in camp is Chris Alodekin. And that is because Alodekin is on 14. Yeah, he'll do some uh, passing reps to wide receivers and that. But he's not getting any team reps as of now. I mean, I'm hoping to get some team reps here soon. I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can push the talent to see what we actually have on this team. But really excited at the fact that all of the rookies are starting to push and do well on this team. Um, also reporting that Warren and um, is doing really well as a running back, as an undrafted rookie running back, the one out of Oklahoma State. We were expecting Mateo uh, Durant to have a big burst here coming into camp. He's doing okay. But as of now, uh, Jalen Warren is getting the camp accolades for the undrafted rookie free agent running back coming in here. Snell looks like right now he's at number two. They're rotating in McFarland as well. So really going to be interesting to keep watching this mix up and how everything goes with that running back room as well. That got a little banged up. Got a little banged up. I know Najee got hurt with his his leg, but they're saying it's not going to be anything serious. And then we had... Um, uh, somebody else go down uh, just recently as well. It's drop out. It'll come back to me. I'll, I'll get it here soon. Chow, chow, dad. Tomlin mixing it. Oh, we talked about the reps and positions. It's going to be interesting. Yes. Yes. It's, it's just a really interesting camp. And there's just so much turnover and ability to be able to kind of play anywhere and make this team. It's a young team. They're a dedicated team. They're going to be working hard. And from what we're seeing, offense is having a tough time scoring. Really, this defense is looking special. Absolutely special. Uh, but Miles is saying, I've been seeing really good clips from Pickens. Yeah, Pickens right now is the star darling of camp, fully healthy, coming back, showing why the Steelers would put a number two pick on an often injured wide receiver coming out of college. It's because this guy can flat out ball, and when he's balling, you can't defend him. So that's what we drafted. We drafted the upside we drafted the ability for a playmaker to be on this team, and that is a number one receiver caliber playmaker. And he's making plays right now for us in training camp. Stay healthy, Pickens. We just want to keep cheering for you there at Steel Nation as we keep warming up camp. Michael Scott Joyner, how you doing, Michael? Good to hear from you. What's up, Striker? Wizard of Boz going to be here for a while. We've been talking about this on the vidcast and the podcast all offseason. We all knew Boswell was going to get a new contract. It was coming up this year, and we were right. He is the highest paid kicker in the league right now, tied with Justin Justin Tucker, four-year, $20 million contract, which actually Steeler Nation broke the article. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why we get four million hits in a month, in a month that nothing's going on. It's because we get the inside scoops from family and friends of people like Boswell that just got signed. We broke the story. 20 million over four years, 5 million a year, worth every penny. Worth every penny. So glad to have him locked down in that position. It's a position we don't have to worry about, and we will be getting automatic points. And definitely coming across with this offense the way it is this year, I'm expecting more field goals than touchdowns, but we'll have to see the way it shakes out. So you need a strong kicker to generate, get those points on the board. Wizard of Boz is locked down. He fit in right here at Penzig with his wizard outfit. We'll dress him up proper. Michael Hall, in case you were wondering, my We Are Live intro of the vidcast comes from Bruce Buffer, the announcer of UFC. I don't know if I can say that then. I don't want to get sued. Those buffers, they, they trademark everything. They absolutely trademark everything, so I'm not going to get sued on that stuff. <laughs> Brian Davis, they just announced that Johnson and the Steelers are miles apart. 
with the numbers. His ask is way too much. I, I haven't heard the miles apart yet, Brian Davis, but I did hear from Omar Khan today. They are talking. I did also. I do also know that his agent is in training camp, was in training camp today. So they've got, they're working out a deal. They're trying to get something done. Steelers are hoping it's maybe 18 to 20. I'm sure the Deontay Johnson camp is hoping more like 20 to 24. Can we find a way to get DJ on this team as a solid receiver moving forward? I am hoping so. I love the way he plays the game. He is the toughest to defend off of the first break. And when you've got new quarterbacks, they got to get that ball out quickly sometimes. And he's a guy that's always open. He was open at two seconds every time for Ben Roethlisberger. Every time. That's why he got 107 receptions last year, guys. Amazing stuff. Chow, chow, dad. Pickens and Austin raising eyebrows. I heard PH3 came in looking sharp and in great shape. Yes. Punting is locked down, guys. I know we had a little bit of issue last year. It was more him having to deal with the death of his father and the death of his grandmother in the same season. We gave him a wide berth. We gave him a couple games off. You come back when you're ready, and we'll have it. And that's it's going to show off now because his flat-out skill, leg strength, accuracy as a punter, it's off the charts. And if we just stay the course and allow him to come back with a healthy mental mindset to go with all of that skill and raw power and ability from this new punter, we're going to see a great, great punting and flipping in the fields, pinning inside the 10. That's the stuff that we need, especially with a new offense. Have the special teams help you out. Flip that field. Pin them on defense so they can hopefully stop them and come back for a short score. That is how the 2000 Ravens won the championship. Steelers can do the same thing. Heard it here first. Little Head Hayward. <laughs> uh, I like that reference to Iron Head Hayward calling the younger brother Connor Little Head. I'm not against it. I, I'm not sure what kind of head to call um, Cam Steelhead Hayward. I could have Copperhead and Steelhead. <laughs> it's going off of metals. I'm working with the, the metal allergy uh, uh, or the, the metallurgy people here at, at the camp or right here in the Beargle Blades. All the copper. I got to show this one to you. It's badass. Badass. My favorite blade here. It is a Damascus steel with copper infused in the blade. These guys just do phenomenal, phenomenal work. Do all the pins and everything and all the handles themselves. Everything's done here in shop. Fiergal blades, just gorgeous stuff. And absolute pleasure to work with. <laughs> How is KZ looking? Great question, Miles, because he's a guy I am keeping a close eye on. And he actually, not only is he he's starting as the um, taking first team reps at free safety now that uh, Fitzpatrick has been banged up with that wrist injury coming into camp. It's the reason why he's not playing or doing anything camp currently, but he's doing a great job as the free safety and also, you know, coming down into the box a little bit with rotations with Edmonds. So those are good things to look forward and hear from. And also wanted to talk about Carl Joseph, who is just taking advantage of all the snaps that Mallette couldn't have. Mallette, the person going out with his peck, um, giving him snaps on safety uh, for, for both uh, safety and the nickel and the dime, coming in at slot um, receiver as well, and then still playing second team um, uh, free safety as well. So Joseph's starting to really show that, you know, maybe this guy might stick around this year if um, Mala can't get back in because you can't make the team from the tub. And especially if you have players behind you that are making plays, it gets really difficult to keep your spot. Brian Davis, Tomlin called him out with praise. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Michael Hall nods has a minor left foot injury. He got stepped on during training camp. He should be okay, hopefully. Yeah, he was out of camp today, but he was still kind of hanging out, um, doing what he could, uh, standing on sleds, things like that. So, uh, you know, he's, he's still making himself available. It doesn't look like it's going to be anything serious, even when he injured himself yesterday. He still tried to come back and do a couple more snaps, and then they're just like, just sit down. We'll just rest you up and get you back 100%. 
Besides, you're the offense, so we need you back. Need you back 100%. Yep, Michael, we talked about it. Boswell extended four years, 20 mil, worth every penny. And we've got tons of cap room. Tons. This doesn't even scratch our cap. I didn't even look at his numbers to tell you the truth to see how much we saved off of his value this this year, but I'm pretty sure we saved probably a couple million. Um, so his so signing him to a four-year extension probably dropped his cap hit by about two million, gave us more money to be able to utilize or roll over into next year if that happens. Miles, again, can we get a rundown of the stars of camp so far and why you think they are the stars right now? Yes. That is definitely something I wanted to talk about. Um, we talk about everybody being gang banged up. Nickel, that's the other, the, the free agent running back. He also hurt his shoulder. That's why we're two running backs down. Uh, Marcus Allen hurt his hammy. Fryermuth with a hammy. Claypool with a shoulder that we talked about. Killebrew, Killebrew with a peck. Not Mallet. it was Killebrew. Man, eyes off. And then uh, Okajobi in camp doing all of the positional reps, but not yet doing any of the team reps. So hopefully we get to see him in there with the team stuff. Big, big, awesome stuff to hear about a guy coming off that foot surgery. We know he's going to be ready week one. That's why we signed him. Pickett getting snaps with the twos we talked about. So Pickett kind of moving up in the pecking order a little bit. Uh, They dropped Rudolph down to the threes. I, I don't know if it's anything to really read into at this point, but Pickett's still putting up some good plays and making some touchdowns, starting to learn the game. And it's so tough for quarterbacks to learn a game in the NFL. And like we were trying to do with Roethlisberger when we had Maddox as the guy, we tried to bring it on slow. We're trying to do the same thing with Pickens as well. Talked about Connor Hayward at the top. Little head Hayward, as we've said here in this cast as well. He's he's balling out. He's playing slot. He's playing tight end. He's playing um, running back, fullback, and also getting some snaps on special teams. Guy's going to be a player. He's going to be really tough to cut off this roster. And I think he's probably already slotted as our third tight end for a definite, definite roster spot this season. Um, KZ, Carl Joseph, we just talked about. They're doing well. Also wanted to talk about Richardson. Richardson is also getting some talk here. Um, you know, as far as for being an undrafted rookie, or not, sorry, drafted rookie rookie that we pulled in and the only person that we got robinson why am i saying richardson damn it robinson the only person we have ever had and interviewed on the show before they were drafted and it just happened robinson became a stealer but he is making big big waves and it's going to make the cuts really really interesting especially when we got have guys like buddy johnson on this team marcus allen ug3 is starting to show his athleticism and playing downhill as well So Ulysses Gilbert out there making some plays. Um, So inside linebackers really starting to show with adding a lot of this talent. It's really starting to show the competition is going up. Also with Carlos Davis and his brother Khalil at defensive ends. And those are the guys that are kind of like lost in the shuffle because we got Loudermilk, we got Leal, we got Okajobi in free agency. Wormley's been playing well. Of course, Cam's all world. The unheralded Davis brothers are actually doing very, very well in camp. Have not heard anything excellent about the um, linemen yet, uh, other than uh, Moore had a nice pancake block on a touchdown run by um, Austin off his screen. So that kind of stuff is fun to hear about as well. Really interested to hear how that offensive line is starting to come together in gel. I mean, it's still early where there's not super high on like Daniel's not making a lot of big plays yet, but I'm hoping he starts to make these big plays soon and show why we went out and get got him as well. And of course, Jack being solid, coming in, brand new to the team, and helping out. So it's it's great to hear that all of the training camp is starting to make some plays, make some waves, and do it upright for what we're starting to get excited about now as Steeler fans. I know I am. <laughs> Scott Punswick, Scott, how you doing? Uh, love this draft cl- class. Few sleepers. UFDAs to keep an eye on, too. Colbert, last class, looks to be a gem. Absolutely, yes. Uh, we talked about that at the top of the show, Scott. Everybody in this class so far is getting press for going out there and making plays already. You know, Pickett, we already know he's moving up to twos. Don't know how long that's going to stay. But we already know that we've heard from the receivers. Pickens is killing it. 
absolutely looking like the best receiver on the field right now, both with Claypool injured and with DJ banged up, or sorry, waiting on his new contract and kind of holding in right now. Uh, Liao doing really well in the, in the lineman versus defensive lineman drills, uh, getting in there, making some plays and penetration in the backfield like we talked about. Austin showing speed and athleticism. Hayward showing he's a Swiss Army knife, can play anywhere. And Robinson. Man, he's been the real banger in camp so far from what we're hearing. So, great stuff. The only one, Chris Alodekin, don't know about you yet, but we'll have to see. Steele making an interception, too, like cornerback coming off. I heard him in the, in the press are doing pretty well. Um, TJ, TD Moldry, I've heard him in, in camp, too, making some plays. But he's on third team right now. And Warren right now appears to be getting some snaps ahead of Mateo Durant who we were expecting to run away with this competition here at, at running back, being one of our undrafted rookie free agents. So still early in camp, guys. Still things aren't set. This isn't the way it's going to continue to go. There's going to be people on the rise. There's going to be people on the fall. And it's just going to be fun to watch this camp. But right now, that's the way it's starting to play out the first week. Michael Hall, four Steelers legends are in the Hall of Honor. Heath Miller, Sam Davis, Ray Matthew, and Brett Matthews, and broadcaster – Myron Cope. Yoy and double yoy. Triple yoy if you have it. Congratulations, gentlemen. And I could not be happier for Cope. And of course, Heath, who got announced. Everybody's yelling Heath before at camp, before the uh, coach could even announce him. We all know who Heath Miller is. And the guy deserves to be in the, in the Hall of Honor as well. And great, great names all up and down that roster. Uh, Michael Hall, if you do get sued, I'll take the blame. Don't worry, boss. I got your back. Hashtag Steeler Nation. Pound it. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Miles, if DJ doesn't get signed, I'm not worried this offense we have right now is absolutely nuts. It's great leverage to bring his numbers down. Well, that's kind of what's happening. And I, I, I think with him getting rests at training camp, Steelers are like, you know, we're doing fine with Austin. We're doing great with Pickens. He's, this is why we drafted people. Next man up. We'll see how it goes. But I think they'd like to have DJ as well. There's going to be a back and forth. They're going to try to make something work. And I'm hoping it, it does. I, I want to see I want to see DJ locked down to four or five years. I really do. Because I think he's that good for our offense. Can Mitch lead us up to the playoffs? Ness, the only thing Mitch has to do is control the ball, be efficient, not turn it over because I think our defense, I think our special teams, and I think Najee freaking Harris can get us to the playoffs. If Mitch is behind center, yeah, he can do it. I, to me, it, this offense is kind of made for any of these quarterbacks. I think Rudolph can do it. I think Mitch can do it. I think Pickens could do it. I think Pickens might have a little bit more trouble reading the speed of the game early, but the other guys are vets. The other guys have played and started in this league and are winners in this league. So I'm excited. I'm ex absolutely excited to see how this thing's uh, working out. But this is a Najee Harris offense, like I said. Only thing they have to do is play like Trent Dilfer did for the Ravens in 2000, manage the game, get the scores when they're there, score on the short field, and make sure Boz is kicking points at the end of every score, whether it's a touchdown or an extra point, making sure he's putting them through the uprights. Because we need every point we can get this season. X! Hey, buddy! Hey, X! Welcome to the show! X! Every time you show up, I'm going to do X! <laughs> I love it, man. Welcome. You got any questions? This is your show, man. That's why I'm here. I answer your questions on Facebook. Answer your questions on YouTube. Unfortunately, I don't have the Twitter uh, here in front of me. But, you know, other than that, coming in strong. Michael Hall, next week is already preseason. And about five weeks left till regular season, September 11th. Mark it down, folks. Woo! That is it, man. I mean, I've just been so crazy um, getting everything ready for Penzing. I really hadn't had a lot of time to even see the timing of everything and what is going on and how everything is shaping up. But, yeah, Steelers are going to be a week from Saturday playing against Seattle at home, 7 o'clock in Pittsburgh, going to Jacksonville on the 20th. And then finishing off preseason versus Detroit on the 28th. Hopefully those will all be nice to see all those new quarterbacks, all those new receivers, all these new draft picks out there making plays. That's what I get excited for 
when preseason starts running rampant at Steeler Nation. Brian Davis, uh, TJ and Cam get into a scrap today at camp. Yeah, how uh, – um, so it was uh, Cam Hayward, not not Cam – Cam Hayward or Cam um, Sutton. Is it Cam Sutton? No, I thought it was DJ and Cam got into it. Uh, Derek Watt. Because now – because you're saying Cam and DJ – TJ, I'm thinking they're on the same side of the ball. Because TJ Watt plays defense. Cam, if it's Cam Sutton or Cam Hayward, they both play defense. So let me know which one it was because I'm interested to hear about that. Um, Michael Hall, what's better for the Steelers fans to shout? Heath or Mooth? I love them both. <laughs> and I'm happy to scream either. And we all got to scream Heath a lot more than Mooth so far. But we'll have to see the way it shakes out here coming up for the next couple games. And hang on one second. No, I thought my, uh, my phone was right there. I hear it going off. I know somebody's trying to reach me on something, but we'll get to it after the show. And Chad, welcome to the show, Chad. Jalen Warren being recognized by Tomlin. Yes. Yeah, that, that we were talking about the running room, like even more so than Mateo Durant. Like Warren's coming out of nowhere, to tell you the truth. That was something that is a pleasant surprise as Steeler fans, but we were all talking on the show and talking right in, on the draft show, even when I stuck around for the extra hour we were pulling in the undrafted working free agents. Mateo Durant just looked like the perfect fit for being a backup running back in this offense. But you're right. Warren's getting the accolades, being talked to by Tomlin, and it looks like he's pushing the, the ball hard and catch the ball in the backfield as well. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how he works out in this situation. And Brian Davis, TJ Watt, and Cam Hayward, they were getting into it. They didn't fight each other, did they? Or are they getting into it with the offense? Because that's – I wouldn't expect them to fight each other. <laughs> but if they did, that's weird. Uh, Michael Hall. I guess it's time for me to clean my jerseys. It's covered in cobwebs and dust for about nine months. I look at them every day and die a little inside for not wearing them every Sunday, but I'm okay now. <laughs> How many jerseys do you have there, Michael? I'm sure you probably have at least 20. If I've got a bet on you, I'm pretty sure you're over 100 about 20. I think mine's about right around 12, I think I have personally. Miles, any news on Trubisky? The news on Trubisky right now, at least he's still running with the ones. The only problem with any quarterback that's running against the ones, they're going up against TJ Watt. And he's not giving him any time to throw. And Trubisky is not looking sharp against the first team defense. And to me, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to look sharp against our first team defense. I think our first team defense is going to be elite this year. I think they're going to be really difficult to try to move the football on and score on this season. Um, and they have to be because this is a team with a young quarterback, a new quarterback. We need the defense and the special teams to make the plays to be competitive this year. Definitely keep the, those those teams and those scores tight so we can win at the end. I'm still rocking my zero jerseys, Miles. You don't have any? I'm surprised. You're, you're going to get a Miles Jack jersey this year, huh? <laughs> Tell me which Miles you're going to get. That would be fun to see. Absolutely fun to see. And um, other thing I wanted to cover on the show today, going back to the cards, and you guys still bring in your questions, comments, everything you got going on, obviously your show. Um, yeah, Olodekin was the only other one that I was kind of concerned about with the snaps and also seeing those rotations and uh, the spots that are being competed at now for starting spots. We're seeing a lot of rotation with Sutton, and Witherspoon looks like they're kind of locking down the first outside spots. Um, I think Wallace didn't even compete in, in camp today. So um, don't know if he's a little bit banged up. We'll have to keep an eye on that moving forward. But he's been rotating in and out. But usually when, when Wallace rotates on, he comes in for Witherspoon. And he's still running with Sutton. But a couple times they came on and Sutton was in the slot. That happened uh, the day before, two days ago. So moving them around a lot. A lot of good um rotations going on with everybody but yeah hoping that hoping that they all start coming together and, and I, I hear even justin lane starting to make some plays out there on defense so really nice to see those guys starting to grow into their role because they were big body corners that we drafted hoping they would develop this is the year they got to develop or they're not on the team they're not on the team anymore definitely jack he's my dude hell yeah miles hell yeah devin bush i've heard 
good things about. Yeah, he's making some plays, but uh, Chad, I've been really uh, just confused on the rotation that they're doing in inside linebacker with usually having Jack in the same spot the whole time and kind of swapping in and out Spillane and Bush. I don't know if they're trying to like rest Bush or just showing that Spillane can play because the one day Bush and Spillane on the rotations both had interceptions. That was like day two of camp. Um, so still interesting to see that. And it looks like they still have that full open competition at left guard. I see they're kind of swapping every other day with Green and with Dotson. And we're kind of seeing how that rotation is kind of starting to work. And nobody's really running away with it yet. Dotson, I hear, is getting a little chippy with uh, – I heard him getting chippy with Cam Hayward um, today in, in practice. So he's trying to fight for a spot, and there's a lot of fight in that dog from Steeler Nation. Uh, Brian Gardner, welcome to the show. Or Brandon, sorry, Brandon Gardner, welcome to the show. Who is our our starting quarterback thus far? Still running with the ones. It is Mitchell Trubisky. So, don't know if Rudolph's going to start getting some one snaps. If Pickens is going to start getting some one snaps. But right now, all of OTAs, all of minicamp, and so far, all of training camp has been Mitchell Trubisky with the ones. He has not been putting up the best numbers actually the worst numbers of the three quarterbacks so far in camp, but he's going up against the toughest defense also. So it'll be interesting to see him rotate through, see if he can put up better numbers against the twos and see if the other quarterbacks struggle or do well against this better defense, because that's the interesting aspects that I want to see. Oh yeah, that's right. Wallace was sick. Thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate you adding that to the show. Um, yeah, that's the reason why he's been sitting out, but he'll be back here shortly. I expect him back. Usually you're down 48 hours with an illness as long as it's not covid and then I, I have no idea what covid protocols are this year they used to be five days or as long as you're testing covid free without symptoms for 48 hours or 24 hours now i think that's the way they're returning them we'll have to see Megan 20 hi welcome back to the show man hey again who is a top contender for second running back right now the rotation is snell we're starting to see some some plays here with Farland, we're starting to see some plays here with Warren. Uh, but right now, nobody's been taking those two snaps, and Snell was running with the ones today. Also, another thing to talk about, too, with uh, Trubisky running with the ones, essentially he's down every single skill position player that we have as a starter. Deontay Johnson and Claypool, Claypool's, they're, Claypool's banged up. Deontay Johnson's on a hold-in. Fryermuth is banged up. Najee got banged up. And so he's essentially running without any of our starting skill position players from last year. Yeah, we got some interesting skill position players in the draft with Austin and with Pickens. But right now, it's it's tough to run with the lower guys against a top-tier offense or defense as well. Because that defense is going to be all-world this year. Absolutely all-world. Miles, Spillane is an absolute dog. He's a liability in coverage, though. I love Spillane. He was a big reason why we beat the Ravens in Baltimore two years ago when Bush first went down with that big injury, came in, had that interception return for a touchdown, set the tone in that game, and we won it in Baltimore. Um, so excited to see him being fully healthy again this year, seeing what he can add to the offense and seeing if the offensive or the, sorry, if the defensive coordinators can really do a good job utilizing the skill sets with different personnel hopefully rotating Spillane in at the right times to let his athleticism shine and help out. Same thing with Bush, same thing with Jack, because I think that three-man rotation can make some plays for us this, this season. Michael Hall, you're going to hate me, but it's not 20, but I wish. I just had four, maybe about two or more during the season, and maybe before. I'm thinking about getting Fitzpatrick, Johnson, Fryermuth, Cam Hayward, maybe Claypool. I've got to get a Watt jersey. I actually really want a number 69 Dotson jersey, too. Because I just think number 69 jerseys are hilarious. Um, need to have one. And, uh, and he's a member of Steeler Nation. His dad was born and raised Steeler fan. Has a Steeler cave downstairs when he was drafted. That's where he was spinning his terrible towel that they own already. They didn't have to have him flown out there for that, that photo op. That was great. Absolutely great. And he's a member of Steeler Nation. Love that. Magnum. Heard there were some shoving matches out there today. You think that's a good thing? Hell yes. And Tomlin thinks it's a good thing too. It shows competitiveness. As long as they're not out there trying to hurt people, it's fine. You're competing for a spot. You're competing on the team. 
These are alpha dogs. They're the best of the best. And it's also a year in flux. I'd be upset or I'd be more concerned if there wasn't these kind of dust-ups this early in camp and this often in camp just on the way and how young this team is and how many people are trying to fight for positions on this team this year. Definitely good competition. Michael Hall. I have Schuster, Harris, Roethlisberger, and TJ so far. Excellent jerseys. Excellent jerseys. You can wear them anytime. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what uh, Schuster's going to do in Kansas City. I saw him put out a tweet saying this is definitely the hardest training camp I've ever been involved in. Also kind of odd that we weren't training in a practice facility like he's been used to these last two years. But I don't know. I don't take it as shade. Just should take it as the way he's experiencing it. Probably a lot hotter where he is a little bit farther south. And that's going to be harder on anybody in camp at that point. Miles, anyone who goes against our D-line is going to struggle really badly. Everyone would have an issue on with it. They are out for blood this year. As long as they stay healthy, Miles. I mean, we got a lot of great talent across this line, bringing in a load of can have them warmly developed. Both of them had career-high seven sacks for their respective teams last year. Warmly and Pittsburgh, Elodican with Cincinnati, helping them get in the Super Bowl. So a lot of interesting stuff going on the defensive line. We know Cam, he's one of the best of the best. As long as he stays healthy, he's making the Pro Bowl. He's going to get AP accolades yet again. Nose tackles where I'm concerned. As long as we have Alu Alu, who is currently not practicing, if he can get back off of the pup and start to practice, I'll be feeling a little bit better. But we're still rotating. We got um, Doug Costa we just brought in a free agency. We've got Adams there as well. And then we have that super huge um, draft that we draft pick that we brought in as an undrafted rookie free agent. And that is uh, uh, Tyree Johnson out of Texas A&M. I haven't heard him really splash yet or making some big words or calls about what's going on with him yet. But we'll keep my our ear to the the grindstone and kind of hear what's going on in camp and see if his, his name shows up here soon. Brian Davis, all the talking heads are saying the Rams are the best defense. Will they come around and show the Steelers some love as a true number one? Not until the Steelers um, win a Super Bowl. I, I think the Rams deserve every single accolade they get. They are an elite defense. They needed every single play out of that elite defense to hold off the Cincinnati Bengals and win a championship this year. We've got to show it on the field. If we want to be better than the Rams, we got to go out and execute the way the, the Rams execute. And I know we can because we have some all-world players with Hayward, with Watt, with Fitzmagic. It's going to be a fun defense to watch, guys. All three levels have a AP player, all-pro player. Chad Parsons. I have Hayward, Watt, Watt Fryermuth, Nadi, Troy, Ben, and Fitzpatrick. Nice, Chad. I got to rattle them off on the top of my head now. I know I got – um. I think I have two Roethlisberger's. One was a one from the Super Bowl, and one was his. I, I guess it's technically his um, college jersey. So I have his college a Red Hawks jersey. I've got Heath Miller. I have Bruner. I have um, old defensive players. Jack Lambert. I think that's not my only retro jersey I have. I had Bettis. I gave it to a friend. Um, because that's how I make Steeler fans. They come over for a game. You don't have a jersey, here's a jersey. And then they leave with it, and they become Steeler fans. So I've got that one. Ike Taylor, I have a jersey for. I have a Taylor that says number three with striker on it. Uh, I've got just a plain jersey that just says Pittsburgh on it that I usually wear in the uh, preseason. And I think those are all my – oh, Harrison. And I have Ward, two Heinz Ward jerseys, one from the Super Bowl that I got him to sign at training camp, then one of my everyday wearers that I have as well. Um, but Harrison as well got one of his uh, his Super Bowl jersey as well from the Super Bowl. He could have been named MVP from that one. Scott Punswick, I know nobody wants to hear this, but Mason Rudolph is much better than he gets credit for. I can't understand the disrespect from Steeler fans. And I'm with you too, Scott. I, he's He is 4-2-1 as a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got a winning record, guys. This isn't like a bum. This is a guy that can come in and make – plays he knows the offense better than everybody i know he he played with the threes today when they move pick it up with the twos but i so far in camp alex kazor is saying rudolph is playing the best out of all of the quarterbacks in the team sessions he's the most accurate 
I think he had, he had like four touchdowns and no interceptions at the Sunday mark when they had the day off. So really interesting to see how that's going. Guy can play. He can definitely play. State of the Steelers, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, y'all. Hey, how's it going? Good to hear from you. Michael Hall, I guess the boys in training camp are warming up for the regular season with the scuffles. Definitely. Definitely good to hear. Chad, Mark Caballi said Tyree Johnson has made plays every day. That's great to hear. That's somebody that we really haven't talked about. Yeah, because I was trying to, to figure out if I heard anything about Tyree Johnson being the nose tackle. Because that is a spot where you can win a spot. As an undrafted rookie free agent, we did not draft an interior lineman. We brought in Doug Costin, who is beatable for somebody that's young with talent. And I remember, like, he's just absolutely huge. He's, like, the third biggest player on the, on the team. I think we had got a couple offensive tackles that are bigger than him, but he's definitely the biggest defensive player we have on the team currently. So thank you for adding that to the show, Chad. I really appreciate that because I hadn't heard much from Johnson. So glad to hear that he's starting to make some waves because we could use all the help we can get at nose tackle, whether we're going to try to hide him on the practice squad and bring him up for games or whether he's going to actually make his way onto the roster and maybe push somebody like Adams off of it. We'll have to see. And if Alu-Alu can't come back, we might legitimately get him on the team. Michael Hall, how do you think you would fare if the Steelers gave you an announcer's job? Would you take it? I would take it in a freaking heartbeat, Michael. I've always been a huge fan of Byron Cope. Used to listen to his broadcasts all the time. And that's still kind of what's missing from the podcast is more the fan perspective. We got players. Uh, we got a play-by-play guy that's, that's been in the league. Uh, Wolfley, I mean, went back when he's doing it too. You know, I mean, these are players. I mean, they've got a player's perspective. But I, I like hearing the fan perspective as well. It's from a knowledgeable guy that's not afraid to go out and give their opinions on game day call the bungles the bungles and be non-apologetic for it. Uh, love that stuff. They say, hey, stop. Hey, stop bungling the plays. I'll stop calling them the bungles. <laughs> Myron Cope is an absolute legend. But that's that, that would be my dream job and the only one I'd feel the most qualified to do. Just have a fun with it. Write stupid songs like Myron Cope doing that with the Macarena and all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. That was just too, too funny having him be that part of Steeler Nation that we just loved. Magnum, if Tyson Alualu gets injured, are we better prepared? I don't know. I mean, Rad Rob, we've all been talking about that. He's very concerned about our nose tackle depth, as am I. Um, but going out, picking up Adams, going out, picking up Doug Costin. Um, Okajobi took some snaps at the Zero Tech last year for Cincinnati Bengals, so that's some nose possibility. And also Tyree here now, Johnson, if he can start making waves and show he can play, then it will start to decrease my anxiety that I have about the backup nose. But I think we honestly need Alu-Alu to be back in form to really stop the run from the nose spot. In those heavy run sets, especially when we're playing teams like Baltimore, playing teams like Tennessee, you need that stop in the run game. Um, Brian Davis, Mark Bruner, the original Heath. Yeah, I mean, Bruner had really like – you go back and look at his stats. I mean, they don't even mark. I mean, he's like 12th best tight end in Pittsburgh history. Barely any, like 1,200 maybe total yards. But we just remember him as being that playmaker to be able to extend the downs on third down. Of course, he destroyed people in the blocking game. He was a slobber knocker as a blocking tight end. But he could make plays with his hands. And he tended to come up in big moments for the Steelers. Late in the game, getting scores getting those first downs to help the Steelers win games. Yeah. I remember Bruner fondly and always will. Megan, the run D seems to fall apart last year when he got hurt. It was. As soon as we lost um, Alu Alu, that was it. That was it for the run game. We, we were trying to recover and just could not find a way to stop the run for weeks until we started switching around some personnel, bringing in Adams, getting him, in, him up to speed. Corey Frank, welcome to the show. Why all the hate on Deontay Johnson? Now, it's not the time to lose him right now. He is clearly our best wide receiver, and we for sure need him for a veteran leadership. He has improved his drops from his first three seasons in the NFL, and I'm looking for him to have a great season. Sign the man. You're speaking to the choir here, Corey. I am 100% on Team DJ. I think he needs to be locked down. I think he was a higher ceiling than Antonio Brown coming out of college, better root runner coming out of college undefendable off the line of scrimmage and press coverage and runs ran better routes than AB did out of college. 
already becoming a Pro Bowl player last year. Sign the man. Figure out a way. Because Corey and I need him on the team. I'm definitely with you there, Corey. Brian, he's already signed. Not playing is a dirtbag move. He has another year before he is not signed. He's going to play, Brian. He's just doing what Watt did last year. Watt was still signed last year. He was on his fifth-year option. He chose not to practice. He came to every single practice, did his personal drills, did not do the team drills. He was there until he got that blockbuster deal. Deontay Johnson is doing the exact same thing. So what we're asking is why the difference? Why the difference in connotation for Deontay Johnson out there trying to make play or trying to save his body for the regular season, for his new contract? I'm not faulting the guy anymore. I fully expect him, though, if we go to the regular season, he still doesn't have a contract, Brian. He's going to play because he has to play. He has to put up big numbers in his contract year to get paid that sick money in free agency. Absolute sick money in free agency right now. I don't know why Juju didn't get that money, but all these other players are getting sick money in free agency, getting less stats than Juju did as a rookie. Absolutely crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Michael Scott Joyner, there was an article comparing DJ to Debo Samuel. DJ bested him in every category, probably why he's wanting big bucks. And that's going to be a more consistent comparison to DJ because we've got some scrubs like Kirk getting signed to like 20 plus mil a season. A guy that's not, not barely a number one, a guy and the guy in the, um, the Washington dumpster fire uh, team trying to go out there and show he can play. And they, they gave him like a $23 million a year contract. He's never put up a thousand yards in a season. He's never had more than six touchdowns or eight touchdowns in a year. And DJ's killing, slaughtering those numbers. Plus, he's made Pro Bowls. Those other players haven't. He's made a an all-pro as a receiver. Or sorry, as a returner. Those other those other players haven't. So yeah, it's not apples to apples the way free agency goes. Steelers are still trying to get him around the 20 mil mark, but the way the numbers are now, 20 to 22 is what I'm expecting if they're going to sign him this year. And I think he's worth it. I really do. Chad Pierre Parsons, Jannard Avery sounds like an outside linebacker three. Yep, we've been talking about him, guys, on the casts ever since we brought him in. He was a starter for the Eagles last year. Eagles liked him so much from Cleveland, they gave him a draft pick to get him for that one year, and they needed him at that position. He played well for them last year at outside linebacker. He is a full starter that we've got as our backup third uh, outside linebacker rotational. Uh, Tuzar's doing well too, Skipper, or, or sorry, Tuska, uh, is doing a, a good job on the outside as well. And uh, those guys seem to be making plays as well with the second team defense. So really great stuff to hear out of the depth, making plays in training camp as well. Uh, Michael Hall, Jimmy G to the Brownies. One needs a quarterback, the other needs a new team. I think now that it came out that Watson only got six games, I don't think that they're going to make a blockbuster move for another quarterback. I think that is dead in the water. They're going to roll with brisket. They're going to roll with the rocket scientist and have Dobbs and Brissett try to push them through these first couple games. They brought in somebody else, too. I forget who else they brought in. You guys can remind me, too. Uh, Going to you guys. It's the end of the show. I'm going to start reading off my stuff. Always, you guys end with the last call of the show. But thank you for joining us on the podcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Be sure to check them out online at tseshop.com. Check out the Friday. The podcast is going to drop on SteelerNation.com. Here on YouTube, sign up for our, be a subscriber to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash SteelerNation. You get to know when it drops. And sometimes I'm going to probably have to record it live uh, late on Thursday night after everything's kind of shut down. But if you're a subscriber, if you're awake and you want to see it before it's released to anybody else, you can watch me record the podcast live on Thursday night. Uh, Follow us on SteelerNation.com. At Steeler Nation on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SteelerNation.com. Follow Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. Follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, at SN Striker, spelled with a Y. And I'll go to you guys, obviously, because this is it. Chad Parsons, Browns are desperate for a wide receiver. We're thick at wide receiver. They might pick up one of our cast offs. Uh, Miles, I don't understand how Ridley got a year suspension and Watson got six games. I'm with you. I'm absolutely, I, I don't understand it. It should be longer. Brian Davis, thanks, Striker. Enjoy the slimy peebles. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Coming here from the Penzig Camp. 
Corey Frank, another thing. So I hear Mason Rudolph balling out in camp, looking like the strongest quarterback in camp. But on the flip side, I personally have seen enough of him. So maybe his value is going up and just maybe we can get a fourth round pick for him. And I wouldn't be against that at all, Corey. That's the way camp goes out. He's balling out. He's showing he can play really well in these preseason games. That is draft pick value. I'd be happy to get a fourth for him if we can do it. Absolutely be happy for it. Magnum, thanks, Striker. Always fun to chat with you, dude. Oh, anytime, Magnum. I'm glad you made it to the show, man. I'm always glad to talk to you, too. Uh, Miles Presscraft, the dude got free tattoos and got five games suspension. Big Ben had one civil case and got the same suspension. Yeah, but he got it down, knocked down to four. There's no way he's going to get it knocked down to four. And there's still some push against Goodell to possibly try to push that up to 10. Eight to 10. But they said they were going to go off of the arbitrator. Arbitrator said six. And found him guilty of all four of the cases that she she reviewed. Don't know why she gave him six names for four cases where he's definitely inappropriate. But that's the way it goes in the NFL. If you're only a New England Patriots or you're the quarterback of the Browns and see if you can get away with uh, abusing uh, massage people. Um, Scott Punswick, hashtag Steeler Nation. Nice show with Stryker. Appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Punswick. Always good to have you on the show. Uh, Michael Hall, cheers to you, boss, and the perfect vidcast as always. See you next year. By the way, Kuiper sucks. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> Michael Scott Joyner, over 11 more days, and we can start swinging those terrible towels. Well, before, the only time you used to be able to spin terrible towels when they were officially made by Myron Cope, only during the playoffs. Started off in 76. They went on from there. Then they became a regular season fixture. But they started off as a playoff thing. So usually I don't spin mine in the preseason, but I I might get excited this year. We got a new team. Hell yeah. Spin them. Have fun with it. Thanks, guys, for being part of the Steel Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network, Reporting live from Fearful Blades in Penzig and Slippery Rock over here at Cooper's Lake. Come on down and have some fun with us. We'll sell you some blades. We'll sell you some pipes. Find them online as well. F-E-A-R-G-H-A-L Blades on Facebook. On, do you have Twitter as well? Instagram. Instagram. On Instagram. Awesome stuff. I showed them a copper blade earlier. It's awesome. Talk to you soon, Steel Nation. I'm your host, Steel Nation Striker, rooting along with Miles, rooting along with Scott Ponswick, rooting along with Michael Hall and Michael Scott Joyner. As always, go Steelers!